Media Day begins the NBA season, and it culminates the start of the regular season, October 23rd, against the Oklahoma City Thunder at Vivint Smart Home Arena. This is Round Ball Roundup on the Utah Jazz Podcast Network on utahjazz.com. Hello, NBA fans. I'm J.P. Chunga here on utahjazz.com as we will guide you through the news and notes on everything surrounding the Utah Jazz. Hold on for a moment as I'll be giving you a little bit of a rundown of what we'll be doing on the podcast, but you'll be able to hear from Donovan Mitchell and Dante Axum in just a moment, getting you set for Saturday's matchup against the Adelaide 36ers. I'm JP, and I'll be heading up this effort on the Utah Jazz Podcast Network. You'll continue to get the note, which will be a behind-the-scenes look at the Utah Jazz, what we're cooking up in the back rooms and trying to get you set going forward, and... You'll also be able to get a couple of interview series from us here on the Utah Jazz Podcast Network. I had a chance, alongside Aaron Falk of utahjazz.com, to speak to every single member of this team, from Jeff Green and his love of Food Network to Jawan Morgan, who's a guy who comes onto this squad and is obsessed with Dragon Ball Z. Android 13 is his guy. So be able to hear from every single member of the Utah Jazz here on Round Ball Roundup, because Monday... I'll hit you with news and notes, news from the league, recap the games that happened over the weekend, and get you set for the week that will become for the Utah Jazz. Friday, that's when we'll normally get you an interview series. Talking to Donovan Mitchell, as we did on Media Day, you'll be able to hear it here on the podcast. And we'll also speak to jazz analysts, members of the media, reporters. The jazz broadcast crew will be a great resource here, and they'll be able to tell you what's going on in the their line of work. Alums of the Utah Jazz. You know, Brian Russell, he's down here with Junior Jazz, getting a a couple of smiles on the faces of those guys as he's able to work with the kids, something that he's done uh, repeatedly since going and retiring from the NBA. He just loves being around this program and what they've created. This year has a lot of expectations, as it should, because of the acquisitions that you had during the offseason. Mike Conley joined this squad. Jeff Green, Boyan Bogdanovich, Ed Davis, and Emmanuel Moutier. You'll meet the team, which is happening on Friday. Yeah, we're going to have to meet this team, and hopefully you'll be able to meet this team throughout this podcast series here on utahjazz.com as we spoke to every new member. That'll be a good entry point for you guys to learn about these players and to learn the stories behind them. Because I'm telling you, when you hear from George Niang and his experience with college game day as Iowa State took on Iowa in the big game that was marquee for the week, you can hear the dejection in his voice as he saw the game, but how he was able to get behind the scenes and see what college game day was all about with Maria Taylor and David Pollock. So you'll hear from every single member of the Utah Jazz here on this podcast network, and I'm excited for it. If you can do me a favor, make sure to just check us out, utahjazz.com. And when the time comes, I'm going to need five stars and nice reviews on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on any place where you get your podcasts. Spotify, too. Make sure to like, subscribe, and give us a good review because we want to continue to give you the stuff you need so you can learn more about this team and get closer inside the walls of Vivint Smart Home Arena. Without any further ado, I think we ought to get out to Donovan Mitchell as he went on his Don Issue Number 1 tour that took him all over the globe 
And USA Basketball did the exact same thing. So you'll be able to hear from him. And then Dante Exum gets you set for that matchup against the Adelaide 36ers coming up on Saturday. You can watch that matchup on AT&T Sportsnet. So make sure to check it out on the television side as well. Donovan Mitchell first, Dante Exum second. You, you started saying that this summer was going to be super scripted for you. Like, how, how scripted was your, your plan coming into the offseason? Um, it was really down to the wire, really. I had it all planned out until a lot of guys started dropping out of Team USA. That's when things switched. Um, that's when, you know, the approach became, all right, I went from being a guy who, you know, was on the fringe to making it to I might have to be the guy late, you know, in games. So that's when, you know, the drill, I mean, obviously you work on certain things, but, you know, drills start to change a little bit, start to prepare a little bit faster, a little bit quicker so you can be ready from the jump. And obviously you prepare the same always, but excuse me, that's when my, the mindset and the, <clears throat> the things you do up to, up to training camp change or, yeah, training camp for USA change, but everything was pretty much, you know, said that I'd be back in the States from um, September 16th. What did you learn about yourself during that Team USA camp? <clears throat> um, that I was able to, to be, become a more of a leader, you know, be able to defend the way I knew I could. I think that was one thing I really took away. I was really happy with, you know, being able to go out and guard the best player and, and find ways to just improve defensively, which I needed to do, and also become a better passer. You know, obviously having guys like Mike and Bojan, they're going to be open, being able to hit them and make the simple plays. What is, what's the energy that required to, to play two ways like that? Um, it's a lot. you got to be in shape. Like, and that's one thing I, I said last year. I was going to make sure I was in, more, in better shape. You know, I think last year, kind of, even the start of the year, I wasn't, um, obviously with the, with the injury, but I wasn't where I needed to be. And just continuing to build and build. And, you know, I think that, that definitely allows you to, and obviously it helps that there's not as much space, so you get to work on your little things, also have help as well even when you may struggle on certain opponents, but it gives you, you know, the rate, the, the mechanics on how to stay in front, how to guard pin downs, how to do certain things. And, you know, you look at guys like PG, Kawhi, you know, even taking, I take notes from, from Royce all the time, just how to become a better defender. What do you make of the international game compared to what um, you see in the Yeah, like I said, the biggest thing is the spacing. Yeah. You know, I think um, a lot of guys who excel over there, you know, they take advantage of that and they're great at shooting. You know, I think have Rudy's, fantastic at it. I mean, he's fantastic at both um, NBA and FIBA, but, you know, I think FIBA is one time we could just stand there and not move, and I think that's one thing that really hurt us <laughs> uh, when we played him, but um, I think that's one thing you really take away, understanding how you have to break a man down and have to find up a man, have to be ready to catch and shoot, and you can't hold the ball and just play pick and roll the whole time because the guys are just going to load up on you and there's no defense in three seconds. You, you got a chance to, to face off against Rudy. Yeah. Has he been like? Has he been cool uh, about it, or like he's what's? Been, he's been okay for now. I think his he'll throw his little things in, but you know, I'm. A, I told him I said my my argument back is going to be like you just couldn't guard me. So, I mean, that's what I'm gonna say. You know, he's gonna bring up the block, and so I prepared it in my head the whole six, 13 hour flight home for sure. <laughs> so he brings up the block. What do you say? I had 30. That's the only thing I can't say. <laughs> I mean, we lost. I can't. I can't say too much, but. Um, I think at the end of the day, you know, he told me how much that, that game meant to him and, you know, I think it meant a lot to both of us, but for him, I think everybody wants to beat the U.S., so for them to be that team, I think it meant a lot to him. And, you know, at the end of the day, he came out and, and just kicked butt, you know, and I think they did what he was supposed to do and it showed people 
why he is who he is. And I think, you know, I, I always have respect for him, but you gain respect for him in more instances. And, you know, he's able to do that, stuff like that. Even Joe as well. Um, I think almost had a triple-double two or three times in the tournament. You know, it just shows the value of both of those guys and all three of us throughout the tournament. Early on in the season, having already kind of been at mm. th that game shape, and, and you know, how do you kind of carry that in? Um, just continuing to maintain it, you know, not understanding, oh, I'm already there, I'm in shape, and then just sitting down for, for you. I think just being able to maintain and continue to build, I think, and um, just go out there and, and be ready from the jump. So you're a very picky eater. You were in China. I want, I want to know how, how you survived. <laughs> um, Gummy bears, <laughs> i tell you that. Um, a lot of rice? A lot of rice, um, a lot of, lots, lots of rice, pre-game, post-game. Uh, we had a chef come with us. We were actually fortunate. I heard a lot, not a lot of teams had a, a chef, so we had a guy come out. Um, so pizza, grilled chicken, fried rice. Was not what the trainers here at the Jazz had wanted, Mike and, and Eric and Barnett and all those guys, but um, it, was, um, it was tough, but I'm very picky. Um, and I, I made it work, though, for sure. And we, we saw your Instagram with the lobster. T tell us what happened with the lobster. So we went on a team dinner, and we ordered lobster. And for people don't understand, the lobster may have jumped, but they didn't see the crab. The crab was probably the size of, let me think. I don't know if you've seen my, my dog that I used to have. Like, my dog, like, it was literally the size of my dog, and it's a crab. Like, people don't understand that. So when that came out first, I'm next to the doorway of the kitchen, so I jumped, so I moved my seat. I was like, I'm not sitting here anymore. And then the lobster comes out and it's moving slow and we're all just looking at it and then it jumps. And the video I posted, it wasn't my video, I ran. Like, <laughs> so I was outside the restaurant. It was like me, Kemba, Marcus Smart. Like we're all just outside of the restaurant just scared because I didn't see where the, the lobster went. So I'm thinking the lobster jumped and is like moving around <laughs> like the, the whole restaurant. So they looked at us like we were crazy, but that's, that's how they do things. They show you what they're about to cook and then they, uh, they cook it. So then, I guess, they, after they did all that, they killed the lobster. And then, I guess, one of its muscles were still moving after they had killed it. So it's on the plate, like, twitching. So I just didn't eat. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to just wait. It's going to so, be a while before you have yeah, lobster. I like, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> um, I'm wondering, you know, with the Olympics coming up, like, is that something that yes. is interesting to 100%. you? 100%. Um, I'm 100% I'm willing to do it. I'm excited. It was such a great experience, and we got some we got some revenge to get. Um, and um, we're, I think we're ready. Speaking of Mike, how does he help you out? Um, man, he's he's a guy. Since we first worked out, you know, just been breaking things down, just understanding that it's going to be a grind. It's going to be it's going to be a process. But we we got, he's he's a guy who can get into the paint, create, which makes things a little bit easier for me. Um, I think he's a guy who's been very underrated his whole career. I know he hates hearing that, but it's the truth. I hate hate when people say it, but you know, like. He's been a guy that, you know, should deserve to be an all-star. And I think being here, you know, it would give him more exposure to that. I think him, Boyan, Jeff, um, guys, Ed, guys who have been really through, you know, Jeff's been in the finals. You know, Ed's a gritty guy. Boyan's picked up for when Vic left. I think guys, having all those guys come, I think it's, it's huge. People talk about Mike's leadership all the time. What does that look like in the locker room now? Um, just little things, you know, like... You know, even he, he jokes he makes sometimes it's like a serious joke, you know, like, all right, let's pick it up. Or like, oh, you know, you, oh, now you're too Hollywood to show up on time. Like, stuff like that, like, just to get guys, like, where they need to be. I think I've kind of gravitated towards that. Even with Team USA, I, I picked that up from him, just, just knowing that. I think it's really special because it's not always like, well, why are you late? Or why are you this? Or why are you that? I think it's, 
like within being joking, but like keeping it on, keeping it in conscious. And then on top of that, you get on the court, and it's like, all right, like you mean mentorship as well. So leadership and mentorship. I think he's he's one of the, he's really good at it. So for one, I've known him. One of the constant you know, preseason questions is like, will Donovan make a year three leap? Do you what do you, what do you think when you hear that? Does it mean anything? Not anymore. I mean. I heard sophomore slump and, you know, had it. Um, I th- and this year it's like, will they make the leap? Will they make the leap? At the end of the day, people are saying that, but am I going to sit here and hope to make, hope to impress them with my, with my jump? You know, I think now I'm playing into, not my game, I'm playing into what everybody else thinks of me. So for me, it's just, I'm going out there, we have great pieces, let's go out there and win. You know, um, winning takes care of everything. You know, I can start the season averaging zero points. As we're winning, we're winning. You know, I think that's that's the ultimate goal. I don't really care about, you know, whether this article says I will make the lead, but this one says I won't. You know, you see it. I, I can't be naive and say I, I don't. You know, I see it all the time. But, you know, for me, it's just continuing to just build and, and build. I had a pretty good end of the season, terrible postseason, and I just got to pick it back up. How good can this team be? I think we're as good as we want to be. And I've been saying this the past three years. I think for us, it's just understanding what we need to do to get better. And I think we have pieces that have put us in a better position. But at the end of the day, it's just names on the paper. We got to go out there and put the work, put the work. And I think we have guys that are willing to do it. Willing to do it. What's, I guess, how, what has Quinn talked about in terms of expectation managing that sort of a thing? I think we learned from last year, you know, coming in, expecting to be, everybody expecting us to be a certain seed or whatever, the top three or whatever. And we came in, struggled. Um, just understanding, like I said, we have guys that come in, are coming in and understanding that, look, we're not going to be just number one off the jump. Look, it's going to be a process. We, you know, we may start off hot, we may not, but we got to understand that, you know, it's a process. Just building and building. As long as we build within each other, we'll be fine. How much do you look at the way that the west of the west um, improved to where you guys need to be? Um, I think. For us, you see it. We all we all see it. But at the end of the day, we can only control what we can control. You know, we can't control who goes where, who's where, how how many uh, how many guys go to one team, or whatever. Like we were focused on what we can do. Um, at the end of the day, they got to play us too. Uh, we all got to go through the same thing. You know, at the end of the day, we just got to go out there and compete, and that's all we really can control. It's how hard do we go in practice and how hard we go in games. You mentioned wanting to be in, in better shape. Like, how, what was your off season like to get to that point? What did you do? Run, <laughs> um, lots of it. But um, one guy I work with, with Johnny Bryant. You know, I, I, he's a guy who's really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. And um, when I tell kids that, you know, what's the biggest jump? Just being able to understand that the work you're putting in, my first two years, is nothing like the work you need to put in for years three, four, and five. You know, I think and six, seven, like the years that go on, you gotta understand that. You know, there's another jump you can make. There's another jump you're making. There's always room to improve, and that's one thing I've really worked on this season, understanding that there's always another level to, to the work you put in. How much running? What are we talking about here? What's, it, what's a day like uh, with Johnny? I won't give too much away. Um, let's just say it's just, I just end up on the floor, <laughs> <laughs> gasping for air, usually after the workout. I'll just leave it at that. Johnny seems to be very respected amongst mm-hmm. the league. He went to that Kobe camp mm-hmm. a couple uh, uh, days ago. Uh, what has he done with you to improve your game? Um, keeping things simple. You know, I'm from New York. Um, you know, from the part of that quote-unquote generation where all you see is the crossovers, the dunks, and the highlights. Just keeping things simple. Understanding that, you know, everything's going to be there. You know, a lot of people like the ooh and ahs. You, I grew up on ooh and ahs, you know. So keeping things simple and, and making... My movement's efficient, everything, my, 
shots, passes, everything efficient and just keeping it, you know, right here as opposed to kind of all around just keeping it tight and everything compact. Is that true of, I mean, obviously as your, your star has grown and you have all these other things, is that true of just your mindset? I mean, keeping things yeah, in that focus? Yeah, that's the biggest thing, you know, as I get more and more into it, um, you know, seeing just a lot of times, not you guys specifically, but like, like the people, when I say people, I mean media, like you guys just show sometimes just why you just you just really have to focus on yourself. Like I'll give you an example, like the, uh, it's kind of random, but the uh, the ranking that had Kobe 14th, like, you know, so like sometimes you just see things like that and it's just like, like you just realize that it's just pointless to even look at those things. It's pointless to even take those things to heart because at the end of the day, it's just somebody, you know, just giving their opinion, you know, and at the end of the day, all we can control is the 12 guys that are in this locker room, the coaches and what we do on the court. And I think that's one thing that I take pride in now. And I think as the years go on, I think I'll get better at it. I'm not perfect at it now, but I've gotten better for sure for my first two years. Sounds good. Appreciate it, man. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Had an interesting offseason. You bought a stake in, in a team. <laughs> like, yeah. how, how does that, like, to take us through that process? How does that come to be? It was, it was a weird process. Um, you know, I think, you know, I, I love the NBL and, and what they're doing down there. You know, we play an NBL team coming this week and, um, you know, the league's only growing, you know, with some of the, the young guys that are coming through and, um, I actually met the, the owner, um, the guy who bought the franchise, and, um, you know, we just kind of hit it off. You know, I had so many ideas about, you know, how the NBL could be better, you know, what teams could be doing, and, um, you know, that's kind of how it sparked. And he's like, hey, I want you to jump on board. And I, I didn't even think I could. Um, but, you know, as soon as, you know, we kind of got all the green light to go ahead, um, you know, something I want, definitely wanted to jump in on. Are those ideas you're getting, like, just from your experiences playing in the NBA? Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, you know, I have a, a lot of friends that are, playing in the NBL um, and, you know, just hearing some of the stories of, you know, practice, where they're practicing, you know, how they eat, all that stuff, you know, just how you can make your organization better. Um, and I think, um, I obviously haven't been anywhere else, but I think the Jazz do a pretty good um, job in taking care of the, the players. So if I can, um, you know, bring that back to Australia um, and, you know, feed it to the, to the owner and he can implement that over there, I think it's going to be not good only for the league, but for the players. Have you seen that league grow How? and get yeah. better? What are the I, ways? Um, I think the, the biggest thing going with the NBL, um, they've created the, the Next Stars program. You know, I think that's been something that's created a lot of hype. You know, a lot of people have been uh, more and more interested. Um, you know, it's hard, you know, with the, trying to compete with the, the same season with the MB, uh, NBA, um, you know, down in Australia. Um, games are usually on during the night, but I know this year they're trying more and more games going to be on ESPN. Um, you, you're going to be able to watch it over here. They're going to be midday games. So hopefully they can draw the crowd of the the, um, the U.S. as well. As an NBA player, you like playing uh, an NBL team in, in the preseason? Yeah, no, it, it's fun. Um, you know, it gives me an opportunity to go against some of the guys that I've grown up um, either watching, you know, some of the older guys or um, some of the guys that I played with growing up. Um, you know, it's a fun it's a fun game, uh, even though it's kind of, you know, really serious for us and, you know, um, but it, it is good. It's good fun. And just to, you know, see the, you know, the, the growth of the league and how they're developing and going against NBA teams. Obviously, you weren't able to participate just as you went through rehab this summer, but um, how big was this, you know, beating Team USA for Australian basketball in that exhibition, just those crowds in those games? Yeah, that... Uh, that USA versus Australia in, uh, in Melbourne was, you know, huge, um, you know, not only um, for basketball, but, um, 
you know, just bringing, you know, a community together. Um, you know, we played at one of the AFL stadiums, which is, you know, a huge stadium. Um, and getting 50, over 50,000 people in, into one arena to watch a basketball game is, is, is crazy and unheard of. So uh, definitely in Australia. So, but to, you know, get the win, um, you know, that, that was amazing. You know, only a practice match, but, um, you know, we never beat them. Um, and, you know, I think we had a, t a really good team, and it was good that we were able to pull that one out. Joe, shoot you any uh, messages? Did you guys share any words after that one? Yeah, no, it was, um, you know, I saw him right after, you know, when he was walking off the court, and it was just kind of like, it was that head nod, like, yeah, like, you guys are good. And, um, you know, obviously they went over and, you know, did reasonably well in the tournament. I, you know, say a bit disappointed with the result at the end, but, you know, we um, have a good kind of a, uh, foundation of what we can, you know, keep building on um, come Olympics. Did it get you excited for for 2020? And how big of a goal is that for you to be a part of that? Yeah, team? I was. I, so I was over here in Salt Lake um, while the games were on, and um, yeah, staying up 3:30, you know, during the night watching those games. You know, I was so excited to, uh, you know, watch the guys go at it. And um, yeah, obviously I wanted to be at, out there on the floor um, and play, but you know, I'm. I'm getting ready for this season. Um, you know, that's my priority right now, and just have a, a really good season, and then, you know, see what the Olympics um, brings. Awesome, thanks Dante, we appreciate it, man. Thanks. Appreciate it.